apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Joe have cancer or is he just a schmuck? We know he has COVID and that's truly bad luck. So let me get this straight. The climate is the biggest deal, not the gas inflation or immigration. Are you friggin' for real? I get the weather is hot and it sucks to be sure. But right now relief needs to be just a little bit more. Prices go higher and Joe is too hot. The people feel the pain. But Brandon does not. The ivory tower is set, and they can't bear the truth. The ordinary people are suffering while they play to a voting booth. If you really want to win, then they should listen to me now. Go back to the middle and slow the rush to get rid of a cow. Progression will come, and we should do what we must. But the people need time to adapt. They need time to adjust. So let's take a pause and fix what we grew. A society that's dependent on fossil fuels. This isn't new. Slowly introduce and the people will turn. Educate them and then they will learn. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jim Battisti and the gentleman over there is the one and only Joe Aguirre. Yo, you like that one, huh, Joe? That was fantastic, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was some, uh, that was some good rhyming. I enjoyed that. Did you did you see the speech uh, he gave in in uh, Philadelphia or in, in uh, Pennsylvania? I have not seen it. Yeah, I've it was... seen the reaction to it, um, but yeah, I I didn't see it myself. So no. Yeah, I... he he literally said, yeah, he had cancer, or he has cancer. Excuse me, 
right? And that's why I have cancer. And everybody was just like, I mean, the entire news world just stopped and had, and like the White House had a friggin' uh, uh, a retraction like eight seconds later. No, no, he was referring about when he had a melanoma, blah, blah, blah. blah. And because like everybody freaked out, man, it was crazy, right? But uh, so the big takeaway from that speech, and this is what my whole first half, my whole my whole uh, bit is about tonight, was that he's about to write some executive orders. He, he, he came right out, flat out said it. So what are, these are the executive orders that I want to talk about because what could they be, right? Produce more batteries, car batteries, electric car batteries, produce more wind turbines, produce more solar panels. Right, they're gonna. He's gonna. He could do the uh, emergency. God, what's, I can't think right now. Tell me uh, what what Trump used with with Ford and everybody to produce during yes. COVID. Okay. Yes, that one. Right. Yeah. That this is what I'm. This is my prediction. I could be wrong. I don't think so. But this is what he's gonna do. He's gonna ramp up these green energy uh, uh, productions. Right. That's what he's. That's the executive orders he's gonna give for solar panels. Electric car batteries, etc. Wind turbines, right? That was the other one. I, these are what I wanted to delve into because right now, these are the three best prospects of green energy that we have, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. So, who is the number one manufacturer of solar panels in the world? China. So they make 70% of them. Who is the number one manufacturer of electric car batteries in the world? China. Let me say that again. China. Sixty-five <laughs> percent of electric car batteries are made in China, right? There's a reason why they're the number one pollutant in the world, because all the mining for these uh, minerals take fossil fuels to do. So they're burning fossil fuels to get this material to then burn more fossil fuels to turn it into an electric car battery. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the trucks, the the mining equipment has to run on fuels. The manufacturing equipment has to run on fossil fuels. So they are polluting the crap out of the environment to make a safe battery. Now, my whole bit was to be like, that's awful, blah, blah, blah. But then as I was researching a little bit, it it literally, so I didn't know this till tonight. It takes four and a half years of running an electric vehicle to make up for the carbon emissions to make that electric battery. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you just drive electric four and a half years, you're going to make up for the amount of carbon emissions that it make took to make that battery. So that's not extremely bad. But we don't do a one-for-one. One. We mass produce this crap. Mass. And this is China we're talking about. They don't care about air pollutants. They are going to mass, mass produce this because we are going to buy in bulk. Not us per se, but the United States government to combat the existential threat of climate change is what the words he used. So then we're going to use solar panels, right? We're going to use solar panels. Again, we're going to provide China with more money. All we're doing is giving China more money, more money, more money. Why are we doing this, number one, right? Because, and again, in my rhyme time, we need to slow it down. Slow down. 
We can manufacture this stuff here. We can, and we should. The executive orders that I want to see are, we need to make manufacturing plants for electric car batteries, electric cars, et cetera. Right? If anybody tells, says wind turbines, they're full of crap, right? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to dispel wind turbines right now, right here and now, tonight. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. A Stanford, a Stanford magazine poll or um, article said it takes 17 small windmills, 17 small windmills to power one house. Now, these are small, right? I don't have room in my backyard for 17 small windmills. I don't know who does. So that's ineffective in itself. Not a lot of people, especially down in Brooklyn, especially down in New Haven, especially down in Bridgeport, have enough room for 17 small wind turbines, right? So that's gone. So now we're going to go to these giant ones offshore, right? Because these are the ones that are really going to generate a lot of electricity. It would take 500 excuse me, 583,000 offshore turbines to power the United States. 583,000. These are giant <laughs> turbines. Where would you put all of those? Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Hold on. Follow me. Follow me. Right? These things span, when they're spinning from end to end, they span 450 feet longer than a football field. Right? So we're going to do the math. I've done the math. Right? So for 583,000, excuse me, I'm sorry, to power the United States, we would need 149,062 miles of, that's turbines, end to end. <laughs> that's how long we would need. Coastline. The United States only has 95,471 miles of coastline. Wah, wah. So we're screwed. Now you could double, triple, quadruple them up, right? I mean, you could do that. So there is a possibility there. <clears throat> womp, womp. I actually put it on there that says womp. <clears throat> That's hilarious. We now, could literally uh, just clear Wyoming out of the people and just put wind turbines. Yes. Everywhere. Hold on. See, that's not it. It doesn't end there, my friend. Right? It doesn't end there with these wind turbines. It takes 80 gallons of oil a year to run a turbine. 80 gallons. So let's do the math. Every year, it would take 46,640,000 barrels of oil to run all the turbines it would take to power the United States. So again, we're right back on fossil fuels. So it doesn't help anything. So wind turbines are out. All the, the amount of fossil fuels it takes to run them alone would still make us dependent on fossil fuels if you wanted to power the, United, the entire United States with wind turbines. But again, we're going to not do that. We're going to just go and hand over a gajillion billion dollars to China to give us a solution that's not actually helping us in the short term. You understand what I'm saying? And this is yeah, my whole... Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of any of this. This, this is my whole plight. Hard. This is my entire plight. All right? I get it. And I am a, not a climate denier, everybody. I believe that climate change is happening. I believe that it's a danger. <laughs> I'm not going to call it a threat just yet because the danger is hundreds and hundreds of years, according to a lot of scientists. 
but but it's real and we need to do something right and again natural progression would say that electric vehicles would be next and they could be and they should be right even if it's not for the environment it's going to be because they're cooler it's going to be because of they looked at better or something. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be for another reason. That's just the way it's going to happen. You might as well not fight. Right. It. Yeah. Well, you know? again, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to force people to buy anything garbage. It's right. not going to happen. Right. I mean, you definitely have to um, slick it up and make it cool. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like the, like the new CD player, the new Walkman. And then it went to the Discman, you know, everything is just going to naturally progress in time. Right. And it, and everything does. So, but we can't force this kind of thing because it's not helping in the short term. We need to play chess here and not checkers. Does that make sense? Because Joe Biden is just playing checkers with every, with a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's livelihoods and a lot of people's monies to try to win an election. I, I don't, that's not, culture in my in anybody's book it shouldn't be well i don't think this is obviously i mean it's not going to have any impact on short-term anything and so that's the opposite of helping yourself for the election and so i think old sleepy joe who's i, I i'm telling you right now there's a zero percent chance that he's running in 2024 like zero i remember i predicted on this show that he won't make it to 2024 he, he might not. Uh, That's what I'm that, saying. Um, I know he's got COVID. That's not good. Ah. You know? And we, you know, no matter what you think about the man, you don't want any harm to come to him. So we wish, you know, Mr. President the best. But uh, people know. over the age of 75 is like the majority of people who die of COVID. I'm just pointing that out. And again, I agree with you. Uh, and, and by all accounts, the doctors say he's actually very physically fit. And should recuperate nicely. Couple things, by the way. Uh, the the uh, Defense Production Act is what Thank we you. were referring to before. Yeah, I looked it up because I could not remember, and it's something so basic. I'm like, how did I not remember that? Uh, and then the second thing is your opening bit. We're calling that rhyme time now because that's what you referenced it as. And I just want to make sure we can. I'm on the same page. Well, yeah, we can call rhyme it time. rhyme time. Yeah. Rhyme time. <laughs> I love I mean, it. You know, Joe's two minutes of crap. Jimmy's rhyme time. I love it. I, I I do. I really look forward to your to your rhyme every week, and and oh, you don't disappoint. And I do appreciate that. Um, so let me ask you this about these wind turbines. Send it. What makes you so certain that he's doing this? Where where is this coming from? Remember, I said this is just a prediction at the beginning. Okay, at the top of the show. These I'm just, are just curious. Right? Okay, but because he was so in. in uh, what's the word here? Emphatic about green going green, right? That's all today's speech was. He took the hottest day of the freaking year to talk about how climate change is happening and everything's getting hotter, right? But nobody talks about climate change during the winter, even though it's getting colder. But, anyways, we won't, we won't talk about that. But, yeah, now again, I'm not a climate denier. I'm not. It's happening, right? We are screwing up this planet. We are, if nothing else, we are draining it of its resources. So, but this is what his entire speech was in, 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 in Pennsylvania today, right? On which he gave on a closed coal mining site due to one of his executive orders, which is a little kick in the teeth to the coal miners, in my opinion. But anyways, uh, 
that, they that's should true. Become, they should become computer programmers. <laughs> right? Overnight, because that's what that's what coal miners are, you know. Yeah. You know what you underground dwellers should do? Go work in an office cubicle. Exactly. <laughs> that's not a, like a dude, you know, I, I think if if working in a coal mine doesn't put you in an early grave, getting shoved into a cubicle, <laughs> doing a job you barely understand you. would probably um just hasten the uh the end. <laughs> How could it not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I got 14 minutes left of my bit of my segment. So let's talk because I wasn't planning on talking about this, right? But I think we should. Because I, I, and again, these are all predictions, and I can't wait to be right because I love being right. But you're going to see Hunter Biden get indicted here soon, right? He's going to get indicted for tax fraud. And there's one other charge. But here's the thing they've never used the word conspiracy, which means this is all going to fall on Hunter. 100%. He's going to take a plea deal. He's going to get a slap on the wrist and it's going to go away. And that's all it is. That's it. Right. If the courts in Delaware use the word conspiracy, which by the way, the, 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 the judge, there was a Trump appointee. If I'm, I, I'm not, I'm pretty, I'm like 99.9% sure. It is, yeah. She was a Trump appointee and they're not using the word conspiracy conspiracy and this scares me it does because now we're going to say the influence peddling gaining money off of your father's freaking position uh, uh tax evasion is nothing it's nothing it's just going to be a slap on the wrist as long as you're the president's son but yet six years ago the entire democratic party caucus was screaming trump's tax evasion trump's tax evasion sent him to jail but now it's no big deal because it's hunter biden everybody forgot that i didn't hear this on the news i didn't read this in the papers anybody referenced the fact that the people were calling for trump's head over tax evasion aka you know especially rachel maddow if you remember that whole uh blow up in her face but that's what they were doing right he doesn't show his taxes. He's hiding something. He's hiding, that's hang him. But now, if you're Hunter Binding and you get arrested for tax evasion, it's okay. I don't understand the double standard there. I don't. It scares me that he's just gonna just take a little plea deal and he's just gonna go about his business and continue his crack binge, and nothing's gonna happen. And I think it should be a lot more serious because now you're gonna set a precedence that you can't go back. So I uh, I'm doing a conspiracy theory show later tonight, and <clears throat> we're doing we're doing the laptop, and so I did a I did a whole bunch of research on it today, and according to forensic analysis, there are God what was it twenty two thousand emails, and they can verify eighteen hundred of them. They've also said there have been multiple people who have logged in to that laptop and created stuff after Hunter dropped the laptop off. Which is all easily place. provable. Yeah. Well, and, and again, as well, it, 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 yes and no. And so, right. They've been able to sort of verify some stuff. Um, but as far as like 
again, and I said this to you before, look, they've had this laptop since the October before the election. If there was information to drop from that laptop, it would have happened before the election on November 4th. They would have dropped it. There's just nothing there. The most damning thing is that he did uh, probably introduce his business partner to his father. Uh, it, it may have happened to up to about 20, 21 times, it looks like. I don't think that, I mean, again, dude, it's not like Donald Jr. and Eric weren't doing business and that Donald Trump wasn't still a part of it. But there, listen, there's a difference between breaking the law and if he if if there's tax fraud associated with what he did, great. And then he'll face the, the, the consequences of a tax fraud case. There's really no evidence of anything more than that. And again, Rudy Giuliani had a copy of the hard drive. So if there was anything to see, we would have seen it. Now, I can tell you this for a fact. There were six folders put on this drive in September of 2020, which again is after the laptop after. got dropped off and the folders created in the drive, Biden Burisma, salacious <laughs> picks package, Hunter Burisma documents, as if he would be that stupid to label them, right? Salacious pick package. Don't look in there. What? <laughs> I mean, hey, conspiracy theories unite, right? I mean, that's you, what can you say, right? I mean, forensics is forensics. If that's a, if that's the facts, that's the facts. And I've always, I've always said, I always wait for the facts, right? I'm not condemning anybody right now. I'm, I'm waiting for them to come out and tell me what they are. And if it's nothing, then it, I'll call it another. Uh, what is it? What was it? Russia Gate? Yeah, there you go. I'll call it another Russia Gate. Yeah, this probably very much is that. Uh, listen, ultimately. Donald Trump's people tampered with that computer. And because they did that, most of the, if any evidence can come from that laptop, it's now compromised. Yeah. It's all garbage. Now. Like from a forensic standpoint, they're like, this thing's a disaster, dude. This thing has been in so many hands. People have added stuff to it after the date he dropped it off. Rudy's got a copy of it, you know, uh, it's possible hackers could get in there and and do some stuff. So I don't know that we're ever going to know what was happening. I'll tell you a couple things about Hunter. First of all, a lawyer. Uh, I know he's a crackhead now or whatever, but he used to be a reputable guy. Um, he was named the director of Amtrak by George W. Bush. I mean, you know, no, no connection to Ukraine or the energy sector to speak of. Um, but he had worked for the U.S. Department of Commerce. So, again, it's not like we're talking about like his son was a loser, drug addict and got this gig. He was working in, in the industry. You know what I mean? It, it's if they did something wrong, Jimmy, then then something has to come of it. Um but I, I, to me, there's no evidence if there were, I can't, um, I mean, it's like, the, it's it, honestly, dude, this is a hundred percent to me, like Mike Lindell's election fraud stuff. It's like, dude, if you have it, just show it to us. Just show it. Why don't we just see it now? If it's there, we'll all see it. Be like, oh damn, Mike Lindell was right. Ah, 
That's embarrassing. Just right? show it. That if gets. there's something from Hunter's laptop that definitively shows he was was illegally taking in money or that his father was in some way involved, then boom, burn him. But I suspect, again, it's 2022. That laptop's been in their possession for over two years. If there was something to find, um, I, I can't imagine we wouldn't have seen it because the first year they had it, uh, it was still Trump's so me- Justice Department, too. You know, his lawyer and the Justice Department both had access to it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I... I try to stay away from the uh, uh, if this was you know Trump's kids, what the would the what would the world be saying, right? Because they would be blowing up, and everybody knows that the world would be. I agree. Fire. I agree with that, hundred percent. Yeah. CNN, MSNBC, all of them would just be running this laptop story twenty four seven, right? This is another uh, steel dossier, is what it is, right? So, but I didn't, you know, I, I try to stay away from that. I did. Where I wanted to go and where I, where I think it's going to be more impactful in the long run is that if he does get charged with tax evasion and doesn't do anything and gets away with an ankle bracelet, you're setting a bad precedence. And the fact that his father can sit there and say, I had no idea. I had nothing. I had no business dealings whatsoever. And it comes to, and it's that's not true. You, well, yeah, I'd say this too, Jimmy. That looks more and more incredibly unlikely that uh, that they didn't discuss the business at all. Now, again, what is discussing business? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I mean, exactly. ultimately, is it, that's what this is going to come down to. Like, I wasn't giving him like business advice. He told me about what was going on, but at that's the not dinner table, business, right? At the, right. We're sitting at the dinner table, whatever. Right. I got you. I do. Yeah. But it's not what it's looking like. Right. So, and if it's if it comes down to this, and he had some knowledge, and he had some dealings, nothing's going to happen. Zero, zilch, nada. But if it was Trump, there would be an impeachment like number 17. And you know this for a fact, right? But nothing yeah. is going to happen. And this is what I'm talking about earlier. It's because they're rushing to get this freaking tax evasion and there was one influence peddling. I think those those two. They're going to rush him through. He's going to take a plea deal before November. And then it's going to go away. That's it. And it's going to set a bad precedence, man. Because now it just it's a it's a bad look. It is a god awful look on the part of the Democrats. It's, it, it, don't you agree with that? You have well, to agree. again. Listen, you know one of the things that I criticized Biden about repeatedly, right? We talked about it with Jen Psaki from the beginning. You know, we're not going to use any double talk. We're going to be straight with you. And you didn't do that. Um, Fairly aggressive tone with the media. Wasn't going to do that, doing that. I mean, he's like mean tweets away from being Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, he's... Hey, um, come on, come on, man. Hey. It, look, it, 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 you've said this before. This idea of power and then in corruption is baked into the cake. That's what happens when you put these people in power. Yeah. Right. Kind of like, what would you do? Right. Would you would you take Barisma's money? Yeah, you would. <laughs> of course you would. Barisma's an upstanding company. Um again, I'm I'm not sure we're ever gonna get the true story on this. 
part of this being and and I feel the same way about the Trump stuff, uh, the Trump Russia stuff. You know, there I I do believe there are elements of that that were probably accurate, and because the entire thing is tarnished, it doesn't matter. Nothing's gonna stick now. You know what I mean? Nothing oh. about the Russian thing's gonna stick. And I do believe there there had to be elements of that 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 were true. I mean, they were definitely meeting with the Russians at a fast and furious pace. And not and and didn't report any of those contacts. It, it's not a coincidence they only didn't report Russian contacts. That's not evidence of anything, Jimmy. It's not, and they didn't find anything. That's fine, but it it looks suspicious. And that's it's a bad all look. I'll say. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Absolutely, one hundred percent right. This, at the very least, is a really bad look for a guy who wasn't gonna be like Trump. Who who wasn't gonna you know uh, he's done you peel that onion again, back right I you feel peel like that this onion. yo yeah totally but I'm saying though now because of Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani literally putting their hands on this thing it is t- it's tainted you know I agree with that you're, I mean hey. it's unfortunate you're never gonna find out I mean again there there could be stuff on that laptop that like whoa dude bad but. Like I said, forensic forensic experts literally are like, so many people have accessed this thing. Hackers could have also accessed this at any time. It's very difficult now because, like, some of the timestamps match up. So, again, it's a deep dive to see what's real and what's not. We know there's somebody did put some garbage on that computer afterwards. And so now it's a matter of is, is there real stuff on there? And and we talked about this before, dude. This is the crack pipes in in the in the kits. Yeah. Why why make it worse than it is? It's bad. That's a bad thing. And he said he didn't do it, and he lied about it, obviously. But but corrupting the case doesn't help you at all here. It makes you look like the bad guy here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, and, and I'm saying that, that key piece of evidence that's been in the hands of the FBI for two and a half years has been tainted so much that it's it's the the number one piece of evidence is completely unreliable now yeah i mean i get that i do they'll get away with they're gonna get away with something here and it might be something minor might be something major but because of that and the the slanting of the stories it's the same thing with the russia thing right it's the more information about the russia thing came out and you know, um, who was that? Uh, Adam uh, Carter. No, who was that? Who who was the guy they were following? Uh, the Weasley guy. Uh, God, they said he was a Russian spy. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. The, the Trump it's... guy, the weasel. Um, yeah, uh, he, you know, he was kind of a mark for the Russians. I think an unwitting dupe. I don't think that guy even knew they were targeting him. I don't think that was his intention. I think he was trying to curry favor with Trump by aggressively making contacts with people he thought maybe Trump would be interested in knowing. Right. And from that came that FISA warrant. Um and and we're off and running, right? Like right, right there uh, is where this thing kind of went off the rails. And it's like you know the CIA was watching him too. His name is on the tip of my tongue. By I can't the way. think of it either. Yeah, dude, it's so gonna pop gonna out that, any I second know. now. 
we're gonna pop out of my very last segment here, which is my which is a good good segue here because it's about gas, right? And uh, it's a very short segment, and I call it uh, where is it? The gaff count. All right, here's the gaff count. My new segment. So, okay, today's count. Joe is up to- somewhere between seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million billion. Somewhere between seven hundred. That's a new gaff count. Somewhere between eight hundred million and three hundred trillion billion four hundred million. I, I don't. I couldn't even follow. If well, you can we be fair for one second? Come on, man! It's can numbers. we be fair for one second? It's By the way, numbers. Carter Page. Carter Thank Page you. is the weasel's name. I couldn't think of. No one. Listen. Couple things about Joe Biden. First of all, he's had a stutter his entire life. I mean, right? Like, no doubt, he's not a great public speaker. No one's confusing him with Obama or, or JFK or anybody of that ilk, right? Like, not at all. He's famous for 40 years in the Senate of saying some of the most idiotic things imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> And if it wasn't for Trump being so terrible for four years, we could almost laugh and like kind of enjoy the way Joe Biden is, you know, I just, because yeah. everything is so volatile and everybody's so heated and hateful. It's like we can't even laugh at like old Grampy who can't think of anything, you know, that should be a hilarious SNL bit that we all watch together. In harmony, be like, ha ha! You know what I mean? Like Chevy Chase could play Joe Biden and just fall all over the stage, and we would be dying. A That's what time. should be happening. By the way, this isn't a real segment. I just thought it was hilarious, right? I, I just not a real. Se- I'm not doing it every friggin' week, Alan Gas. I don't give a shit. Right? I really don't. I, that was know, funny I'm, though. I'm not even saying it was like a friggin' Alzheimer, uh, 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 Alzheimer's moment or anything. I just think it's hilarious. I'm gonna watch it again. Hold on. Oh wait. Somewhere between seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million billion. All right, I'm gonna. I love ending on a laugh. So stick, stay tuned, and we are gonna come back after the break with Joe's two minutes of crap. There's no bigger investment than home ownership, and to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections. Somewhere between seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million billion. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So this week, the House voted 267 to 157 with the support of 47 Republicans to codify marriage equality. 
Now, if Congress codifies same-sex marriage, it would be quite the stunning reversal from what was one of the most controversial social issues in the early 2000s when Republicans were widely campaigning on the idea of banning gay marriage. And that elephant's doing exactly what you think it is. Now, that said, with same, the same-sex marriage vote, it's, it's an uphill battle in the Senate. The Democrats need at least 10 Republicans to overcome a filibuster, assuming they can get all 50 members of the Democratic caucus, Joe Manchin looking in your direction. But in a nod to the dramatic swing some Republicans have undertaken on this issue, there are signs some may cross party lines. Senator Rob Portman of Ohio, who was the first Republican to support same-sex marriage in 2013, you know, after his son came out as gay. He's expected to join Senator Susan Collins of Maine as a co-sponsor of the bill. Senator Tom Tillis told CNN he'll probably support the bill. And Senator, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alabama, uh, you know, she's always down for the good liberal issues. But, but Jimmy, I question those Republican motives because today, just today, Congress voted to keep birth control legal in, in the United States. That's good news. 96% of Republicans voted against it. Yeah, 96%. Look, the idea of denying this to people has no purpose beyond some twisted right-wing pursuit of American tyranny. These people are not pro-life. This is about controlling women. It's not about the child when 96% of Republicans just voted against contraceptives. This is not about the babies. Not at all. Now, they say you should be more responsible, yet 96% voted against contraceptives and birth control. And by the way, I've seen some on the right suggest that there was unpassable pork in this bill and that they weren't voting against contraceptive. And then I've also heard them make the argument they're trying to leave it to the state's rights, which is it, by the way, here's how Fox reported it. Republicans banned birth control. My God, these clowns, you're like Bond villains. Stop announcing your plan. This is not unlike when Donald Trump called that ban of those Muslim countries a Muslim ban. And when they went to the Supreme Court, Jimmy, they were like, it's a Muslim ban. No, no, it's not, said Trump's lawyers. And then the judge was like, but look at these tweets where he called it a Muslim ban. Stop announcing stuff. <laughs> not smart. And these are the people that we continue to vote for. These idiots, right? They can't keep a secret to save their lives. Right? Don't tell them what you're getting your kid for your birthday, for God's sakes, right? Because they're just going to ruin that crap. But these are the idiots, right? And you and I come on this show, no matter who we voted for, no matter who we like, no matter what political party, we call them all freaking idiots. We do. They're, they're idiots to the nth degree, and I have no idea what the Republican Party is doing. Like, do they think for one second the polls don't agree with this move. They do they do I honestly think that they're getting a little too cocky about November. Yeah. Right? And it's about to blow up in their face. I said the other week the red wave is maybe a red ripple. It's getting closer and closer, right? For sure. It's getting closer and closer. Uh it's coming. Uh 
It is. Uh, 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 these moves are not politically smart in the slightest. If you're a Republican and you just voted against contraceptives and you're out there celebrating the Roe v. Way overturn, your seat's about to be in trouble. Yeah, dude, that's a little handmaid's tale right there. That's getting a little like, mm, I keep telling my wife to calm down, but you guys keep doing some messed up stuff, you know? I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't think they're trying to do that. And then they do, and you're like, ooh. Did, so it's bad it, optic. Wasn't the poll out there 75% of all Americans want some kind of uh, uh, abortion? whether it be restricted or not, right? Yeah. They want, they, they, 75% of all, all Americans said, yeah, well, there should be abortion rights up to a certain point. I believe that was like, mm. like 15 or something like that. But yeah, I mean, there was a huge number, huge number. Do you remember last, last week we talked about 20 weeks and right. The Mississippi law drops it to 15. I think 18 is a little more reasonable. And the only reason I say that is it's effectively 15. You don't, you know, those first three weeks uh, without your, you know, you don't know you're pregnant those first three weeks. Granted. I think 18 weeks is fair. I think you can, I would be fine, Jimmy, if you completely ban it after 18 weeks, except to, to save a mother's life. And in case of incest, rape, etc. Rape or incest, just do it in the first eighteen weeks, though. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I will. I'll leave the, but just get it done earlier. You don't have to wait. You know what True. I mean? You, it, it's they can get it whenever. Um, but yeah, I, I think I might, dude. That's like a we can't we all agree like that's reasonable. I bet you if there was a poll put out right now that ninety, I would go as high as ninety five percent would say, yeah. Absolutely. That sounds reasonable, right? Not to I mention it, just the idea of a compromise idea. I think people would be like, yeah, let's do that for once. Why not? That's a, that's, that's a change. <laughs> right? Holy crap, man. What is that called again? again? Dude, right? Listen, according to the stats, most of these abortions are happening in the first 20 anyway. Right. So, uh, listen. It's like, just to make an I am, you know, a, I am... I don't agree with abortions. I'm a pro-choice guy, but it is literally 98% of abortions happen within the first 20 weeks. It's like 98%. It's some astronomically huge. Yeah. The numbers, number. and again, generally speaking, if they happen in the second and, and worse in the third, it's because the mom's going to die. Yeah. And, you know, listen, bottom line is the state does have an obligation to protect your life. And the state doesn't get to pick the unborn fetus over the living person, you know, no, the they never person, will. Right. And, and they shouldn't. And there shouldn't like, that shouldn't even be a consideration. You know, listen, if a woman is like, I'm, I'll die having this baby because that's what God wants. I respect that. Go for it. But you're not making anybody else do that. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So, um, I get it. I do. Uh, but I, I think this issue is now that it's been, green lit to be banned around the country. I think people are suddenly like, this wasn't a great idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you always wanted something and then you got it. And Mitch McConnell is like, yeah, no, maybe I didn't want that. I thought this was going to be glorious and it, it's not. I, what, I don't, I honestly, 
Do I have no clue what they were thinking? None. Zero zilch. Nada. I'll tell you what they were thinking. They were so comfortable thinking the red wave was coming. Dude, inflation's at 9.1%. It's gone up. Uh, it's gone up. It's even worse. Dude, sure. I went to the, I sure. went grocery shopping yesterday. When I went down that snack aisle, brother, let me tell you something. I headed back over to the fruit section. I told my kids they could eat healthy this week, dude. The snacks are even worse than the fruit. When's that ever happened? It's crazy, man. It's out of control, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's out of oh. control. Ooh, it's I bad. didn't even want to talk about that. Right? I, I, I try to stay away from that because we'd be here another three and a half hours probably. But yeah, it's... I um yesterday I, I put $20 worth of gas in my car. That's it. I was late for where I needed to be. That was part of the reason for my rush. But I'm like, nah, maybe I'll wait till next week. Yeah, Price drops it. three or four cents. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> at this point, three or four cents a gallon is a pretty good savings. <laughs> there, dude, if you shop around, like I've shot like Plainville, like we're, I, I'm around in Plainville here. There's like gas stations are like seven cents difference. I'm like, we'll drive an extra four miles for seven cents a gallon difference. That's no. I'll burn right six. There. I'll burn six gallons to go get that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's like a net loss, but it feels like a win, it, doesn't it? Exactly. It makes you just feel good, you know. Uh. <laughs> But I'll tell you too, right? I'm I'm rewarding the gas station. That's like, yeah, we could mark this down a couple more cents. Yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. Everyone's everyone's got to buckle their belts right now. It's 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 tight for everybody. That's that's part of what this inflation is. Is the cost is bad and it's bad for even rich people. Even rich people, dude, they're not taking the yacht out every weekend anymore. You know, they're doing it like twice a month right now. God. That's so expensive. I'm serious, dude. Some of them even backed off the Great Goose. You know, they're exclusively drinking Tito's at this point. <laughs> it's getting bad out there I in Beverly I Hills. Can't even keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is, uh, I've been talking about this all week, dude. You know, at the end of the day, and the Fed chairman came out, and this is what he said. I'm going to put it in layman's terms. As soon as poor people really can't afford anything and they're struggling to survive, the prices will drop and inflation will be over. The end. That's what the guy said. It's going to happen in about six to 12 months. And it's all going to see how much the working class of America, how much weight they can handle on their back before they snap uh, and companies are forced to drop prices. Uh, obviously the supply chain problem, which to me is Joe Biden still his biggest failure right now. I haven't seen them, honestly, Jimmy, do anything in the way of like, hey, guess what we did to fix the supply chain problem? You what, know, what you, I haven't one seen of those, them do anything. Dude, even right, even a small win, like, hey, we just got like a hundred guys down at the yard. They're going to start unloading crates. Anything. I would take that, you know? Right. I would take that at this point. Um, we need to hire a million truckers in this country in the next in the next decade, or we will have food supply issues in this country. Uh, they don't have enough truck drivers. How many incentives does the government put out for truck drivers? I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a one. I talked to the connect the head of the Connecticut Transport Association, and he, we were talking about that. They're, they're not they're, doing they anything. Gotta they incentivize don't... this stuff. And and the trucking companies get hit with the brunt of 
in Connecticut, for instance, they're going to get hit with the gasoline tax on top of a highway tax. Yep. The truckers are going to get hammered and they're going to pass the cost on to their customers, which are the grocery stores and the gas stations. And of course, we're going to be the ones that make up the difference. Funny, though, you notice in this equation, minimum wage suddenly has nothing to do with any of this. It Why really did that is, disappear? It's funny it, because it doesn't fit the narrative here. I was talking about this yesterday. I forgot what show I was even doing. I'll keep it brief, but think about this. $15 an hour to flip burgers. That's not right. No. Dude, I know an EMT. Guys are making 15, 18 bucks an hour. They should just quit and go flip burgers. Okay, do it. Now, suddenly the EMT business is dying. They've got nobody. How are they going to get workers to become EMTs? Well, they're going to have to pay more. Right. Now, the EMTs take somebody to the emergency room and the nurses to find out these guys are making 23, 24 bucks an hour. And they're like, well, we only make $25 an hour. We'll go flip burgers or become EMTs. Next thing you know, they're making $30 an hour. It trickles up. Okay, nothing trickles down. It doesn't trickle down. It only trickles up. The benefits of people making good money at minimum wage means every other level of job up has to pay better. That's oh, you're not a good gonna get thing. A, you're not going to get any argument out of me today, right? I Yeah, I mean, but that's a good thing. That's a not. good thing for America. We don't want poor people here because when there's poor people, Jimmy, who pays for them? We do. However, Joe. Yeah. What you just described is correct, right? And it's a natural domino effect of capitalism. Mm -hmm. But all they're doing is raising the poverty level. That's all you're doing. You're not changing. You're not making any difference. You're not doing anything because all the prices go up. Well, I still can't afford it. So the poverty level now is instead of 28000 is now 36000 So you're still freaking poor no matter what. No matter what you do. You raise that freaking minimum tax or that minimum wage is exactly what happens that gets passed down to the consumers. Prices have to go up. Mm -hmm. Minimum, there's no there, so it's this is all it's doing. Watch. You're you're not moving, you're not leveling out at all by raising a minimum minimum. But wage. you can so, you're better positioned to beat inflation. If the poorest of the poor are making more money because the poverty level, uh, their salaries will rise faster than the poverty level. Like okay. initially, initially, right, Jimmy, they'll enjoy some prosperous times. The smart ones will save some money. Who I was going to say, who are the biggest spenders? Poor Them. As soon as people. they get money, they spend it. That's why they're the perfect person when you need to spur an economy. You give the poor people stimulus checks because, dude, even if they spend it on, on cigarettes and lottery tickets, still goes into the local economy. That so one still trickles back through. Yeah. What you described earlier, right? Um, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, uh, wait, where is it? You wrote it down for me. Doesn't matter. Anyways, here's the point. The only way you help poor people. Oh, I got it now. The drop dead, right? Poor people need yeah. to drop dead for inflation to come down. You're 100% true. 
People need to be so poor that they can't go buy anything. That's what the, that's what that translates to. Mm-hmm. So once that happens, people aren't buying anything. So they have no choice but they'll drop prices so people can go back out and buy them. Right? You're not helping anybody. You're not. It, it, nobody's being helped here, Joe. They're literally waiting for us to determine the market is just too high and we're not going to stop. We're going to stop buying because we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. It's literally with food. That's people's lives. Literally with medication, that's people's lives. Literally with gas, fuel, petroleum, sure. heat. Sure. Your How home. many times in our lifetime have they been like, dude, this Friday's national like boycott gas day? And every year when that happens, there's always a line out the, the station getting gas. Um yeah. we we again dude this is and 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 why i've been saying about again the idea of of so many people being okay with the supreme court deciding they're going to roll back a whole bunch of rights that were won in court um you you can't roll over dude you can't you can't accept it and and to me this is no different you 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 know we know what the issue is and we know how to fix it we're not gonna <laughs> you know, it'll it'll market correct because you know capitalism. And because they're still because they're still making a crap ton of money. Oh God, yeah. I don't so know if you saw, care. but I mean the 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 like the the top companies are like making record record profits. And like they're they're swimming in cash right now at everyone's expense. And for the Fed chairman to basically come out and say to the poor people, hey, you know. Tighten up your belts a little bit. Why them? <laughs> Why the people who get money and spend it and 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 get that money flowing through the local economy? Why do they have to tighten up their belts when all these one percent or pricks take their money and go put it in Panama, where it doesn't get taxed and it doesn't hit the local United States economy at all? Preach. I mean, it's ridiculous. But who, what's the problem, Jimmy? Who's making the rules? It's not the working class guys. It's the one percenters. They're looking out for each other and they're killing it right now. Killing it. Bringing it back to, we need a freaking, we need to find new candidates, man. I mean, that's just, you have, we have to. Well, then the to next... blow out every incumbent too. Everybody who's been around for too long. Yeah. Beat it. 20 years. You, you got to go. Right. If you've been in just remember this, whoever's listening. If your representative has been in for 20 years, he, he's got to go. Right? He's if rich I don't enough, have to, If I don't have to hear in another year or so, if I don't have to hear the names Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Lindsey Graham, if I don't hear those names again, ever again, after a year or two, I would be thrilled. And we all would. <laughs> I we don't all think, would. I don't really don't think anybody would be disappointed, honest to God. Yeah. Yes. If you have friends in Kentucky, in New York, and in California, do your best to encourage. Be like, you can do better. Primary these douchebags out if if you don't want to vote for a different party. Find somebody better than them. And I guarantee you, just throw a rock and you'll find somebody. (laughs) Speaking of that, speaking of primaries, Joe, real quick, I don't want to get too, I mean, it is off topic here. Did you, do you think Newsom is going to make a run. Uh, listen, to survive a recall in a state with 58 million people in it, 
means you're doing something right. Being recalled also means you're doing something wrong. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Listen, uh, if, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, because I'm definitively saying Joe Biden, not the Democratic candidate in 2024. Gavin Newsom, Beto O'Rourke, I'm thinking are one and two on that list. I don't love it. I don't love it. Beto O'Rourke is a loser. <laughs> okay? That's not an insult to Beto O'Rourke. I'm sure he's a great guy. I mean he's a loser as in everything he runs for, he loses. Then he throws himself a big party for almost winning. And it's like, jackass, you lost. He's as in denial as Trump is. You know what I mean? At Ooh. least Trump is at least Trump is trying to win. You know what I mean? He's lying, he's cheating, he's got court cases, whatever. He's pressuring people. Beto's like, hey man, I got within like a thousand votes. Yay! Okay, dumbass. I get it. Yeah. Thanks, Beto. I don't I don't exactly. want to take your guns so, away. Like, okay, dude, stop saying that. <laughs> don't say that stuff. That's scary. You know, Newsom's running ads in Florida right now. Oh. He's running. Yeah. Well, so this is go. why well, he's running. <laughs> yeah. This is why I'm saying it. I didn't know if you knew that. So apparently I did didn't. not know that it was that. He you're, is you're running news to me right now. Okay. Yep, he is running ads in Florida about how they're uh, Florida's, you know, you're losing your rights in Florida. Come to California where it's free, where America should be. Oh. Right. So yeah. Is this the best? I mean, come on. Gavin Newsom is the best of Democratic 58, Party. 58 million people, dude. You're in the, That's look, a hold on. Listen, a lot of people had the opportunity. And we hate politicians, dude, in the middle of a pandemic with inflation on the rise. They had a recall. I mean, again, dude, people are pissed off. They're angry. A chance to stick it to the man. And he beat it off. Dude. You know, he beat it off like a Republican congressman in a bathroom. I Phrasing. mean, spectacular. Phrasing. But <laughs> here's the thing. Arizona, purple. Can we say Arizona's purple right now? Yeah. He doesn't survive Arizona. No what? Not a chance in hell. He's California, man, where the demographic is 99.9% his party. He's good. I mean, people got pissed off, and then they're like, well, we don't want a Republican for that. <laughs> oh, you know how Do he's you know going to lock it up? Yeah, you know how he's going to lock it up? Gavin Newsom. Peter Buttigieg. I, he was going first, to be first gay. Bam! There you he go. My yep, Newsom and Buttigieg. I, you know what? I, and not for nothing, white supremacists. You, how could you not get behind that ticket a little bit? If you know what I mean, dude. I, I, I would. That's a great prediction. I really think we can lock that in as both of our predictions on the twenty-four ticket. They're gonna. Is any president, I'm curious, I need to look this up before the next episode, but has any incumbent president ever been primaried? Not, not necessarily, no. 
I I, I don't believe that's ever physically happened. It's about to. um yeah. I think once or twice, I want to even say maybe LBJ decided not to run for re-election. Right. And so watched the presidential election unfold despite the fact he could have been running in it. Uh, but that's about as close as we've gotten yeah, he's to a, he's... a president being primaried. Right, I mean, dude, not for nothing, dude. They even let Jerry Ford, after he like filled Nixon's spot for the last like year, year plus, they were like, you could run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I about that. I don't think I want to run. <laughs> yeah, I, so we're I I would love to see him be the first president in history to be primaried. Yeah, so listen, he's not gonna he's not gonna get primaried. He's just gonna step aside. He's gonna step aside because listen, the the Democratic Party, I mean. Their ideology might be stupid. They're not stupid. I mean, they they they've got to know this is a bad spot to be in. I don't see things getting better. You know, no. I for one, I for one still don't think he's got cognitive defects or whatever. He's more likely to develop those for sure in the next 2 years or at least do more things like like what you played earlier where he makes a complete fool of himself and at least appears to be with anecdotal evidence, you know, bordering on 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 his uh, you know proper uh, protocols or whatever, he's only going to get older. It's not going to be good. Uh, assuming he makes it to twenty twenty four, like we said, that's my prediction. He ain't, he's he not runs and make... wins. What's he going to be like? Eighty two years old? It's never. There's no way, dude. Look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. God bless who caused you. all these problems in the first place, by the way. Selfish, <laughs> selfish woman. They told RBG to step down. And she was so certain Hillary was going to win. And replace, she was going to resign when Hillary became president. So Hillary could nominate her replacement. Right. And we know how that all shook out. Not too well. Selfish. She should have stepped down immediately, allowed Obama to appoint another liberal onto that court, and we wouldn't be where we are today. This, this Everything about this would be so much different if that had happened, and assuming that had happened, Merrick Garland would also be on the Supreme Court. It would be a much different-looking Supreme Court right now. And the Extreme. issues we're having... Yeah, dude, Jimmy, the issues we're having would be very different at this point. I think we'd be in here. I think we'd be on this freaking podcast going, why can't I own an AR-15? Why can't I own a 9 what the hell happened to my 9 mil, dude? I'm only allowed to have a freaking musket now? Yeah, man. Right? Yeah, for um, real. Hey, by the way, I, I, I don't usually put uh, messages up, right? But I got to put this one up. Come on. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought you meant that other message. At this point, I will take Hillary for president. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, I actually, I do know. But that... You know what's funny? Real quick, I always say to people, I'm like, listen, you could admit that Hillary Clinton was more qualified than Donald Trump. And that doesn't mean that you're going to vote for her. That doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? You could admit that a lot of the stuff that went out about Hillary Clinton isn't true, right? That doesn't mean you're a socialist. It doesn't mean that your vote changes. Just 
you could look back on this in hindsight and be like, that lady might have got screwed a little bit in all this. She was the first lady for eight years, right? She was imminently more qualified than Donald Trump to be president. (laughs) There's not even, it's not a question about qualification, right? It's it's not. Came down to morality, I think. No, you know what it came down to? People just did not like Hillary Clinton because she doesn't come across as a moral person. It came down to people fell for one of the great con men of all time. Her husband. Donald Trump is the kind of person, Jimmy, who always knows how to say the right thing. He's made a career and a living out of that. He's married some very beautiful women. I'm sure the money's helped, but he had to talk to them too. Right? Like Donald Trump could charm the pants off a lot of people and a lot of things. And... I know a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump the first time. And I know a lot of them that didn't vote for him a second time. I know a lot of them who, within two months of, of voting for him, were like, oh, wish I hadn't done that. My bad. Okay. Um, he is a very convincing person. I was doing a show yesterday, and I was, uh, I was on with Frank last night. We're doing Speaking It Real. Uh, and, and I was on and I was arguing with some fella and I was like, dude, stop being in love with Donald Trump. Like, calm yourself down, man. He's, he's out of office, (laughs) you know, you stop defending him. It's, it's over. It's over. You got burned. He played everybody. The great experiment is over. And that's what Donald, you, and you know, this, you're a New Yorker. It's what Donald Trump does. He plays people. He takes advantage of people and he gets shit done. Check, check, and check. Absolutely. I mean, you're never going to hear an argument out of me. I mean, right? Everybody knows about Donald Trump's reputation. Sometimes, sometimes it's pleasant when he leaves you, and sometimes it's terrible. You know what? This is we what got really, Stormy Daniels. That's all. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what really, really bothers me about these uh, uh, diehard Trumpers, right? They forgot that he was like the number one freaking donor to the Clinton campaign. The number one. Like he gave them a gajillions or, or you know, or as uh, what's his name would say. I, I disagree with this statement a thousand percent, by the way. So do I. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Frank comments. It came down to we as a country weren't ready for a woman. I don't think so. I mean, we just had a black dude. And now we have a black woman vice president. I, I don't think it was that. I'm telling you, I really do think it just came down to there was enough stuff out there about Hillary Clinton that it was hard to like her. Nobody liked. She is not a likable person. She's not a likable person. Right. And then you yeah, got like people forget this, right? A lot. You know who doesn't forget this? Other women. Your husband was impeached for cheating on you, and he's still your husband. You look yeah, stupid. but not for nothing. Not for nothing. If you're a real conservative woman, you've got to stand by your man mentality. You're absolutely right. Like, if you were to impress anybody with that, it was the conservative right wing people who hated you and set you up for that. You know what I mean? Well, you call them names, by the way. 
right? You you, you call them deplorables. You call them a basket of freaking idiots or whatever. Bill had a charisma, right? Bill, oh, totally. My mother, who ate Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are the same person. They're cut from the exact same fabric. Touche. Touche. Yeah. yeah. You know, my mom ate dinner with Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Said that Bill Clinton is probably the sexiest man she's ever met in her entire life. Right? And just, when he talks, she's like, when he talks to you, you feel like there's nobody else on the freaking planet. Like, he just, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's that's great. You know, I got to freaking learn how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what I need to learn how to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Trump, you know, Trump was more, from what I hear, Trump was more of a in your face. Like when he shook your hand, it broke your hand. He would drag you in and just, you know, but he would do it too. He would lock eyes with you and make you feel either intimidated or special, but you were the only person, right? And that's, that's what attracts everybody to these freaking guys. But it's still, I don't care. I'm going to say it a million more times, a million more. Trump was a Democrat right up until he said, oh, I want to run for president. I, like people tend like these never these always Trumpers. Hey man, I get it. You voted for Trump. He won. Good job. The experiment did well. Right up until we had a pandemic, and then you know shit hit the fan. I get it. But you know we that insurrection's really coming back to bite them, isn't it? Though <laughs> I don't think so. I, I really don't. I really, I really don't. Dude, but. come on. If, if you're, we're gonna, we're gonna. Honestly, we don't have another hour and a half. to start it. But I'll just say this: if if you're watching this thing, you should be mortified at some of the things that were planned and were happening. It it's uh, we should spend some time on January sixth, uh, next week on next, next week's week? episode. Right. Next week. Tune in for next week for uh, January 6th discussion. I'm going to do uh, a, we're going to do a deep dive. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be fun because again, dude, so much, so much interesting stuff's come out in the last couple of hearings. And there was another one tonight. I'm sure there's a treasure trove of we here's, I've been waiting for like the link to Trump, the, like the smoking gun here. And I was starting to think maybe there wasn't one and they're really implying like that there's something pretty damning coming up. So the fact that the secret service, there are thousands of text messages that can no longer be recovered. It's gone. And I yeah. didn't think that was possible. I thought if it was on the web, it's on the web. Yeah, when it's on the cloud, it's on the cloud. You right? can find it. Yeah. But, so there were there were like a lot of damning evidence apparently in these text messages. They were getting ready and they went to get him and they're just gone. It's gone. There's like they just can't find they're, they so I don't know if that is the Yeah. By the way, the Secret Service agent who was trying to dispel what Cassidy Hutchinson testified to, um, I guess got written up like a year or so ago. Because he was so pro-Trump <laughs> and he had lied under oath for Trump in, in another circumstance. And they were like, he's totally unreliable. And so as soon as that guy stepped forward, like people were like, ah, see, and it's like that, that's that guy. No, that guy's got zero credibility. When you're a liar, you're a liar. And we can't trust anything you say. Again, it's why the Russia investigation ultimately fell to shit. Same thing with, with the Hunter laptop. When, when you start 
when you start like messing with stuff, integrity you're is lost. It. The 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 bad thing is the bad thing. I don't know. Like they focus on the bad thing only. Don't do it yourself. Don't screw with it. Don't don't be planting bugs and stuff. It's gonna blow up in your face. You know, it's gonna blow you, up in it, your it, face. It, there's this little thing called integrity, right? And not just you know, hey, I'm a good honest person i have integrity but now the integrity of the entire case is just blown yeah right the the entire structure the the, the building blocks for that case are just made out of freaking mush now and it's, Again, and it's sad there right? is a there's for somebody reason to think that there was some weird shit going on with trump and russia okay it just the optics looked like something might be up just as much as this hunter biden thing the optics look terrible after everyone gets their hands on it and manipulates it, it's like, oh Jesus! Now I don't know what's, I don't know what's what here. Uh, I, I just they got to stop doing that because they're killing themselves and they're, they're making. They're, he's gonna walk away just like Trump walked away because again, when you have these investigations and we're figuring out where the judicial system went wrong, it's like, oh well, that case is out the window. <laughs> Forget it. No integrity, right? And we need to bring some of that back to our government systems. So this November... Well, speaking of lack of integrity, uh, if Donald Trump is going to be charged, uh, internal memo from the Justice Department says after the election, we'll do just fine. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I heard that too, but... Uh, integrity uh, would be nice. If he did something, you do it now. You don't, right? you don't wait. You know, I don't see how that would negatively affect the election. It would negatively affect the guy that gets arrested or charged or whatever have you happens. But putting that off for for politics sake till after the election, I don't think that's fair to either side. I don't think it's as damning to Republicans as they think it is. Me neither. I mean, do not for nothing. Gerald Ford lost to Jimmy Carter and they got the White House right back four years later with Ronald Reagan and they kept it for 12 years. I don't, I mean, it fell on Nixon. Yeah. And the Republicans are right back in charge. It, it it didn't take very long. So I don't, I don't think Trump getting busted for January 6th impacts the Republican party at all. And I don't even know if they know that the Republicans, I don't think they're aware of that. Again, I think they're holding on. I, I don't know why. I mean, we can put up other candidates, right? There are other people out there that you, we can run against this block of wood and I can run against Biden and win for God's sakes. We don't need Trump. And you know what? Then I'll go back to being a freaking Democrat. It's fine. Let's go back to freaking being just centrists right down the middle, common freaking sense. Just, I, I don't know what else to say. I'll give you one for the Republicans. They really want to prove that they're not a white nationalist party. Tim Run Scott. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Tim Scott and Nikki Haley is the vice president. I was thinking more along the lines of I I, I I'm only gonna say this because I think he's going to be the one. Right? I, I he's going to be the one. Everybody knows that uh DeSantis is gonna he's he's gonna be the one. He might right? be peaking early. True. True, but I agree with you. He's probably the lock. He might his to me the, the worst thing that could happen to him is that he's peaking early. 
But otherwise, yeah, I see him as the lock. But again, if the Republicans want to do something bold and not hear about racism and white nationalism, 2024, right? You're talking about taking away gay rights and women's rights and minorities' rights, transgender rights. Run a black guy and an Indian woman. Who are, by the way, very conservative people. You know what I mean? Other than their skin, they're extremely conservative. Yeah. There would be nothing to not like about them if you're a Republican, unless you have an issue with skin color. They think like you think. They believe in, they pray to what you pray to. Even the Indian lady. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys, she likes the Jesus too, man. So... I think that would be a bold, progressive move by the Republicans, and it would be hard to say, envision say, but a you scenario. You just jinxed it. You just jinxed it by labeling it progressive. Not no matter what <laughs> you do now, Tim Scott, Jesus Christ Himself could come down and say, "Do this," and they're going to be like, "Well, Joe called the progressive, so I, we can't do it. We uh, just can't." Sorry, God, we just can't do that. What if we call it? What if we put Neo in front of it? Neo progressive. Neo progressive. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? On that note, we're 16 minutes over. Uh, it was a good show. It was, I had a lot of fun tonight, Joe. Thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you guys for tuning in. Pete Ortel, thank you very much. Semper Fidelis. Uh, we'll see you next week for Joe Aguirre. I'm Jim Battisti for Divided We Stand saying good night and God bless. Mm-hmm.